Welcome to episode 13 of the Bearded Weird Podcast. I am your host, DC. And to my right, we have Tautos. Hello. And Trailer. What's up? And of course, to my left, we have Penny. Hello. Hello, Penny. Hello. Like I mentioned, I don't know, a minute ago, this is episode 13, and we're coming up to Friday the 13th as well. Freaky shit going on. Anyway, so that'll be a little bit later in the episode. We are going to talk about Friday the 13th. But as usual, we are going to start out with GTA. So, we'll start off a trailer with a little bit of facts. Of We don't need to recreate the theme music because I'm going to actually put it in later. So, we're going to start. Now the trailer's broke. Trailer's microphone. Trailer's microphone loves his chest, apparently. We're experiencing technical difficulties. What's going on, guys? All right. Brilliant recovery. So since our last podcast, the GTA Online has dropped the Southern San Andreas Supersport Series. Try and say that fast five times. Um, it's it was not a whole lot to it, which was fine. I think we, last time we talked about GTA is uh, GTA I had mentioned about you know here lately there you're getting all these weaponized vehicles and you know flying cars and rocket motorcycles and all that kind of stuff. And while that's not annoying to me at all. Um, I felt it was due to kind of try to, instead of keep going above and beyond with more crazy weaponized stuff, to just kind of go back to the roots, bring out some some cars, maybe even some new weapons and whatnot. And and it's, you know, it's a race series. Apparently, they're going to have a um, creator mode that's going to drop. It hasn't dropped yet, but it's a part of this DLC that you can create transform races now using the Deluxo, the Stromberg, oh, wow. and, and stuff like that. So that'll be a lot of fun to introduce those into races and stuff now. Um, but what came out right now that has dropped is there's like a NASCAR style races where you're in a NASCAR looking car and, you know, those, the hot ring challenge. Yeah. The hot ring. And, uh, they're fun. You know, it just, when you're, when it's only like four or five people playing it, it's not quite as fun as it could be if you had 18 people crashing into each other and running each other off the road. But it was, it, it wasn't bad, you know, for a race and whatnot. They came out with some new cars and whatnot the the one that everyone had been asking for and wanting to get was eleanor from gone in 60 seconds and it came out and it's it's not boring but it's what everyone wanted and it's just a car you know it's just a muscle car nothing special see not to interrupt but what i think they should have done which would have made it awesome but maybe they couldn't because of the rights or something but i know we've got like the best four-wheel drive we've got you know the fastest car we've got all of that good stuff what they should have done with the eleanor is made it the best jump car in the game because then it would have fit with the movie you but know yeah. how they did the super they should have made the eleanor like yeah when he jumped over the ambulances and all that stuff. they should have just made the eleanor for whatever reason it jumps like no other and then that would have been yeah, a cool, or, like, or the fastest muscle car because it's not like right, right now that a truck the yosemite is the fastest muscle car in the game and so, like, here you are coming out with a 67 Fastback oh, Mustang, and yeah, it's what the not. Fuck? 
Yeah. So that's but, literally inspired by a game or a movie about stealing the fastest cars in the city. Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean it was cool and uh, they just released a new um, adversary mode called Target Assault Races, and you're in a weapon. We only did the one where we're in the truck, but it also includes the um, the uh, gosh darn it the custom uh, pickup that me and you both have the, the insurgent. insurgent. Okay. You know one of the races is with it. Another one is with the the turreted limo. Another one is with the... Um, like you said, turded. The turd. Yep, the turd limo. Um, that old pickup truck that has the machine gun on the back. The Karen. The t- technical, yeah, Te- Karen technical. technical yeah. And then the technical custom whatever that floats that has the big old cans on the side. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That is one of them that you can do in the race. And it's water-oriented. You, like, jump off a cliff and land in the water and oh, do okay. stuff. Oh, okay. I'd like to do those. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, th- it was fun. It was another unique new thing to implement into a race where you're... One guy's driving in the race, trying to win, be the fastest, while his partner is on the weapon shooting at targets, and you earn points. So even if you finish first, you might not necessarily win the mission or win the thing because if your partner is you know, shooting better than anyone else and scores you more points, then you could end up winning, which was fun. And that's really the gist of what's came out now. There's They're doing the drip feeding again with new stuff coming out, and we all pretty much know what vehicles are coming out. There's nothing big, crazy coming out. Um, another one that fans wanted real bad that they finally did is the Sea Sparrow, which is a helicopter that can land on water. And that was a big, huge... That's out now? Pop. It's not. A, it's in the DLC, oh, but one. not okay. released yet. So it's got the pontoons or whatever, like in yeah. Jaws, when, that, when Jaws ate the helicopter. And that was one of the most popular helicopters, like in GTA 3 or 4. You know, I'm not sure exactly which one, but it was like a... People loved it in that game, and so they finally, you know, brought it back. And then there's a couple adversary modes that haven't been released yet, and nobody knows what you do in them. But one of them is called the Vespucci job, and it's kind of like a knockoff of the Italian job. Oh, okay. And it involves the one of the cars that's. I think it comes out this Tuesday because the Mini I, Cooper or whatever. Probably. Yeah, it's yeah. the Mini Cooper Classic is the car that's going to drop because we already oh, have okay. the Mini Cooper. Do we in get the to game. drive in subways like on the trains? I don't stuff. know. That would be awesome because because the the guys that can get into the files and see stuff they know that it has it, it has to do with that car. It's a mimic of the Italian job, and that one team is the runners in the mission, and the other team is law enforcement. So. Whether you're going to kill them or catch them, I don't know. That sounds fun. And then the other adversary mode that's dropping is called Trapdoor, and there's no information whatsoever. It's just there's an adversary mode going to drop, and it's named Trapdoor, at least in the files. They could have named it that, but it's going to have a real name, a different name when it comes out. But in the files, there's an adversary mode, Trapdoor, that's going to drop at some point. And I think it's the final week of this DLC is when that's going to come out. So, but that's really it. Nice. Yeah, we played uh, this weekend. We played Friday and Saturday, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And we had some really good times in there doing some heists. And um, you guys did that assault thing. I wasn't able to play that one. But, yeah, it was good good times this weekend. I wish we should have we twitched it, but oh well. Yeah, I, think- I twitched a little bit. But I was already blacked out when I started it. <laughs> I kind of so. want to try, if everybody else is up for it, I kind of want to try... Ne- maybe next time um i don't know if you can like i don't know how much control you have over who is on your team this is my only problem with that but i would love to do that target race again with like all of us where we're partnered with each other 
like a bearded weird crew partner bearded weird crew but then also invite open it and have like 20 people in the thing and you know i don't want to partner up with people i don't know but it'd be cool if we could talk to each other and be together, but play with a yeah. bunch of people. I'm not sure if you I can. Because then you could be. Is you can put on there right before that particular race starts. It asks you who your preferred partner is. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. So you could. So you, if you we just all like got together and made sure we set it up, I think that'd be fun. Because then you could do even do stuff like not win the race, not shoot the targets. I'm the driver. I'm smashing these people off the road. Yeah. yeah. You know, you could do stuff like that. Well, didn't we talk about doing maybe like a Rockets versus Insurgents and, yes. you know, versus the lobby? That'd be fun as that, well, yeah. too. Yeah, we do need to do that. And I still want to do uh, what I had mentioned. I think that'd be awesome is to have everybody in the crew pick their favorite adversary mode, race, whatever, and then let's have one night, even if we spend three hours where it's just – Start at the top of the list. We play, you know, Beast's favorite thing, and then Taltos' favorite thing, and then Void's favorite, and just work our way down, and everybody plays their favorite yeah. thing to do on GTA. Yeah. Just have a kick-ass night. Just have, like, a greatest hits night or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes me want to call in tomorrow. <laughs> do it tonight? Yeah. yeah, go to Cockatoos and just drink Pisswasser. <laughs> do that in real life. No. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll change course here a little bit. Move on to a segment we like to call "Things We Dig." I can dig it. Once again, we have intro music. I can literally put shovel. in later. Here's yeah. a shovel. Can you dig it, fools? This is where we're gonna put in the intro music. We don't need the intro. That was the intro. Alright, and I believe we will start off things we dig with Penny. Well, this week in Things That I Dig, I found a new search engine and I would like to share this information with you guys. It's called JustWatch.com. It's probably oh, been yeah. out for like 15 years. It's an app, right? Yeah. No. It's just you go to JustWatch.com. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can search for TV and movies, and it will tell you where it's streaming. And if it's not, where you can like get pay services for it on a streaming site, right? So whether you can rent it or buy it from Amazon or iTunes or... Yeah, because we were looking for a movie, and we have several streaming things. We're like, where the fuck is this? And I just started right. going through, and I'm like... And it's helpful. I'm like, well, I wish there was an app that you could just put in the title and it told us where we could get it. And Penny's like, well, maybe they already have one of those. I'm like, if not, we're inventing it. Yeah. And then it was there, and I was kind of sad, but it was helpful. It we was, because we found it, what we were looking for. We were, I can't remember what... The Orphan. The, we were looking for the movie The, the Orphan. The horror movie The Orphan. Yeah. And it was available on HBO Now and HBO Go. So it'll tell you... But rather than you can't going, watch this online for free, but if you have Netflix or HBO Now, yeah. you could watch it. Yeah, so you pick the Available movie and on. then it'll show you like free streaming or like paid subscription streamings and then like purchases yeah. or, or to rent. I know this will never work, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. Why can't they have an app like that on your Apple TV or your Roku or something where I don't want to have to go to the channel. I should just be able to go to the search engine and type in something and have it do that. Yeah, it, on my device, people. it would. Uh, my device finds it. Yeah, and and it won't hurt like Apple TV. I use Apple because I have Apple TV, so I'll use them as an example. It won't hurt them at all because they're telling me what app on my Apple TV 
has that thing that I want to watch, which will make me use their product more. Right. Make it more. Well, that's what this does. It'll say available friendly. on Amazon Prime. Available. You know, it tells you. No, oh, yeah, it's great. That reminds yep. me. Amazon, listen here. I love you, and I love what you do, but I'm kind of pissed that I wanted to buy a single episode of a TV show because it was a crossover, and you went ahead and accepted my dollar ninety nine, and then afterwards I found out I already had that entire season because of Amazon Prime. Oh, you should have just told no. me that and not charged me two bucks. Oh no, that's true. I love Amazon too, but you're right. That's just they'll give you a refund because their customer service. Well, well, my thing is this: I was best. like, that makes me so mad, and then I'm like, but Amazon, then again, we love you. I have probably already made $10,000 off of them just from Amazon Prime two-day shipping, not having to pay. Well, so don't yeah. you know that I Amazon is what's this dragging this country down? Oh, buy they're, local. They're worse than Walmart. Yeah, they are. We need to make Amazon great again. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I love JustWatch.com. It's my Excellent. new favorite search engine. Wrote it down. I'm going to check that out. And uh, for shows, started watching Godless, and I always call him Jeff Bridges, but it's Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels, yes. Of Dumb and Dumber fame he and Newsroom so, fame. He's what so show? bad. It's called Godless. It's on Netflix. Mm. It's like a limited release series. So there's seven episodes. It's like a one and done thing. And uh, it's a Western. And it's about this town that had a mine, this small town. And there was a horrible mine accident. And it wiped out like 150 of the men in the town. 83. So, 83. Okay. Um, so count? it's Who's just, counting? There, it, there, there are men in the town, but there's very few men, and it's all run by the the surviving wives and their children. So it's re- it's really good. But uh, Jeff Daniels plays a very very evil evil he, man. He played a good character in that that news newsroom newsroom. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah he was we were talking about wanting to see. That. I think it's still streaming on HBO. I've only seen. We saw I think the first season, maybe half of the first season. But I don't was, think they're it doing was good in what we did see. Yeah. So he's a good actor. Yeah, very he's dark as fuck in this. Yes, nice. And he's very good at it too. Like it doesn't feel forced. Yeah, it's hard to um, like. I was telling DC. Well, like, it's hard to think of the brother from Dumb and it, Dumber. If him being Lloyd on the toilet and then seeing some of the things that he's done. It's cool this. to see that. You know, like when Robin Williams did that photo booth or, not, or whatever. Or Insomnia with uh, it, One Pacino. hour photo. One hour photo. Like yeah. he was he's a creepy that fuck. Family, yeah, right? like yeah, it was really that. cool to. Yeah. See him not being Robin Williams, you know. So good. So I, I'm, we haven't finished it yet. We're just a couple episodes in, but I recommend it for anyone to watch, especially if you like westerns. No, yeah, Godless. I'm a western. Godless. I love non-cheesy, gritty, dirty westerns. Yes. Yeah, and when you're talking about the Jeff Bridges, I was the same way with, uh, or Jeff Daniels. I was the same way with Jeff oh my Bridges. God, it's watching True Get, Grit because I was like, that's the dude. He can't right. be acting and like since that movie, uh, Jeff Bridges is Rooster Cogburn in every yes. fucking movie he does. That's yep. like he's switched to that now. personality. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. those were my two things I wanted to bring to the table. Okay. Those are awesome. Nice. 100% agree with you. Taltos, how about you, my friend? Um, Give us a couple there. Yeah, I got three. I got uh, I said a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a, uh, a polyamorous couple. So I have three. Okay. Uh, that works. And they're all Friday the 13th sort of themed. Um, the Alienist it already came to a close. It was a, like a 10 episode, I think, miniseries about um, basically a serial killer that's stalking New York in like the 1880s. And uh, this group of people that are basically using forensic science for the first time to like profile 
the killer to try to find out who he was. The book was great. I thought they did a great job on the adaptation. Really dark. Last episode is really disturbing. Just warning you. Real quick. What is... Why is it called the alienist? The, the alienist because back then, before like psychology had actually taken off, um, that's what psychiatrists were called. And oh, the reason okay. they were called that is because they thought that people that were crazy, there was something in their brain that was alienating themselves from like their true good nature. And so an alienist studied the thing that's keeping that you from being a good person. Yeah. Oh, okay. Makes sense. So I like that. Um, another series that recently came to a close was X-Files. It wasn't the strongest season in the world, but it was a good goodbye season, and it hit the things that I, I wanted to see. It wasn't bad. Uh, the very first episode, I was fucking bored. Me too. And then the, and I was Was nervous. that the talking episode where I don't know. they were going back and forth? Yeah, and it was just nothing but like pure yes. exposition. Yeah. yeah. And then the silent episode that was like three weeks ago, the, that was like the social media taking yeah. over. I get the premise of it, and it's a cool storyline, but fuck, I was so fucking bored with it. Yeah. But I really liked, I did, I liked the finale, and I liked the episode prior to the that. Last, the last two seasons, I've noticed, and it's the same format. It's the first episode and the last episode are a part one and a part two. And the other ones in the middle are just random. Really? Like, there's no, like, overarching story. It felt good X-Files-ish. Like, because the, the, whatever, the last one, you know, not this season, but the one they did prior to that. Yeah. It felt like it totally strayed. It's like they're, they went from X-Files to, like, just tracking one singular story the entire time. Right. This one here, they threw in some X-Files. And I thought that that was kind of cool. It felt old school That second to the last episode was great. Yeah. That was my favorite episode of the and uh, I actually liked the um, the parallel universe one. Yeah, that one yeah. was yeah, weird, see. and you know it was like the the lizard man episode from last season, mm-hmm. which is one oh, of my yeah. favorites. I like that episode. And then my third one I'm going to go with is uh, actually a book series that I read a, a while ago, and I just recently revisited. Um, and it's called it's kind of a YA book, but don't let that scare you. It's not what you think of when you think of YA. It's YA in the sense that the main character is a teenager, but that's about it. Um, but it's called Midnighters. And the premise of the book is if you were born at the stroke of midnight, then you're a midnighter. And because of stuff that I won't give away from the book, but every, every day at midnight, the world freezes for an hour. And that's when like monsters and shit can come out. And if they mess with you while you're frozen, that's when you have nightmares. And that's when you whatever. If you're a midnighter, you don't freeze during that hour. It's called the secret hour. That sounds cool. And during that hour, each person has a certain thing. Like one guy is called a flyer and like gravity doesn't affect him the same. So just during that one frozen hour, he can like jump 50 feet in the air. It's like he's in water when he comes down, like he moves real slow. Other people have other things. Um, Do they keep their powers or does it change every midnight? Yeah, it's the same ones, but okay. it's only for that one hour. And all those creatures are after them if they're using their powers during that hour. And it's, it's, it's cool. I like it. It's not super creepy, but it's just enough for me to go, man, this would be a good series. Someone needs to adapt this. I'd watch this with my Let kids. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How do you go about finding a new book? Because like... I would keep rereading the same shit and I'm still entertained by all of it because I, me too. By the time I roll back around to something that I've already reread, I've, there's like 10 books in between. So it's like, I've already forgotten some of the things or whatever, but 
I've tried, and the few times that I've tried a new book, I just am like, this is fucking stupid, and I can't get into it as well. So what here's, is it that makes you search it out? Yeah, here's what I would recommend, because I go with you know the the authors that I like, and I'll see similar authors and whatever, but a website that's really helped me out, it's called whatdoireadnext.com. And literally, like the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, but you put in like... Name the last five books that you absolutely loved, and you put them in, and you put how much they liked them, and the more oh, stuff cool. you put in, it'll tell you. I'm gonna have Based to on you what like you these, read, yeah, you should give this a shot. You should give this yeah, a shot because I've done the the whole like top fifty books of all time, and it's like some of them are good, some of them like I'm not fucking yeah. 180 years old. I'm not. Right. It doesn't, you know. And like Stephen King put out a list of like his top ten favorite books he's ever read, and like two of them, I was like, what the fuck? Like, right. And some of them are like apparently classics but i would love to go to a book burning for a few of them <laughs> so it just it made me wonder how the hell do yeah, you find something? i do what do i read next.com there used to be another site that went down that i liked more but what do i read next is good and then um i kind of follow like the authors that i like i follow their blogs and if they say just finish this it's really good you know i'll give it a shot but i would definitely recommend that and i would say try not to it's weird, but when you go in, try not to put in every single thing you like. Put in everything you like in a certain genre. Gotcha. That way you're guaranteed to get good horror mm-hmm. or good sci-fi. And I just, I'll go back in and go, I'm in the mood for a Western. And I'll put in all the Westerns I liked. And then it'll tell me yeah. a real good one. So, But yeah, I would say, if you haven't watched Alienist, watch it. It's on TNT. And uh, it is check good. out Midnighters. Three books. Really good. Um trying to remember who wrote them but anyway you'll find them they're great it's just called the midnighters is the name of the series sweet wrote it down all right trailer how about you let us know what you're digging all right what i'm digging right now is i'll just go through pretty quickly uh i played and beat assassin's creed origins and it was a lot of fun uh probably my favorite of all of the assassin's creed games it seemed you know, not even though it's still the same game, you're there assassinating people and, you know, and doing little side quests. It felt like the most entertaining to me. It didn't feel as repetitive as the others. This one, it, I looked forward to like 100% completing it rather than just like, oh my God, I'm just going to push through the story mode and be done with it. It was a lot of fun. Um, and now I'm started on Far Cry 5 and the storyline's hilarious. It's great. It's fun. Um, they throw in a lot of stuff that's like currently happening now, you know, it's like cliches and certain people groups, you know, and whatnot. That's funny to see. Is it like a cult thing or something? Yes. It's almost like a Ruby Ridge type, uh, religious people like, but you have to be like a part of them or they're going to kill you or, or they'll like beat you into believing in them or whatever. And it's like a family. It's like a a brother's the leader. It's like a brother, like two or three brothers and a sister are the ones that like, they have these regions of the map is what they control. And you basically try to clear a region, then move on to the next one. Um, it's a lot of fun. If I have a complaint about it is I cannot fucking get used to first person. Like, yeah, I've like, I've done nothing but it in the game. And it's like, I don't know. I get nauseous, you know, turning and spinning and, and all that shit. And like, even, Last night playing GTA, I was like, hell, I've been playing Far Cry for a while. Like, you have no choice but to do 
first person mode. So I tried first person in GTA and 30 seconds later, I was like, fuck this, you know, <laughs> but it's fun. It is a fun game. It is worth doing. And I'm going to try to hundred percent complete it, you know, and get all the side stuff done, which is fun. Um, quick, quick things like movie wise. I'm, I haven't really started any new shows yet. I started, I finished, uh, the alienist, which is a good show. I finished the Punisher on Netflix, Yeah, yeah. which is, it is good. And I look forward to more of that one. It's, I like that the actor that's playing him does a good job and, you know, it was, it was cool. It's fun to watch. I got really turned off by. I wasn't a fan of the Jessica Jones. I wasn't a fan of the Iron Fist or whatever the hell it was called. Um, Iron Fist. So I was. It, that's why I held off on the Punisher, just because it was like, okay, here we go again, another butcher job. But it was great. I liked it right from the get go. Honestly, I think Daredevil's probably the best show out of those. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch Luke Cage all the way through, but Daredevil I think is my favorite from those. Jessica Jones was okay. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Walking Dead, you know, I'm watching it. There's two episodes left this season, and I like where it's going. They've, you know, there's a lot of curveballs in there. So they, while it's predictable because they're still following a lot of the storyline, they're keeping individual aspects of it unpredictable. So you're still surprised with a lot of the stuff. They, they're not afraid to end off, you know, a major character that is still alive, you know, in the, in the comic books. And, And then you've got, certain characters that aren't even in the comic book that are major vital characters that you have no idea when they're gone, what they're going to do. And so that, that keeps it fun and entertaining. And that's about it. Really things that I really dig is my cheat day because I've been dieting <laughs> so long. Like I look forward to Friday night alcohol and bad food so bad. <laughs> it gets me through the week. It's funny how important that becomes to you when, you're calorie counting every single thing yeah. you fucking put yeah. in your mouth. But I'm, I'm doing good. I get everyone here has started doing it. And I, I've been on it since late August, early September. And I am like knocking on the door. If I didn't have a cheat day, I'd be over 100 pounds lost. I'm at like, I fluctuate from like 98, 97 to 94 after a cheat day, you know? Yeah. And so, but I know it's funny how that works. But it is getting, I have gotten really good results. I'm pleased and whatnot. I'm not struggling. I, I'll have a certain day where. I get pissed off and want to drink or just like, fuck it, I want to order a pizza or something. And it's just trying to stick with it and not give up. Sometimes my problem is I just get bored and I just want to eat whatever I see. You know, mm-hmm. God, that looks good. Mm-hmm. And it's easier for, at least in our household, it's easier to follow the the plan, like the calorie counting uh, during the week than it is on the weekends. Yeah, a lot easier. You know, there's so much going it's your on. work. Yeah, during the weekend. Yeah, you're, you're busy. You plan well, your meals out. I haven't prepped my That's meals. That's the best so part. Like, it's, the pre- it. it's the prepping. Because if I load this, up the yeah. crock pot before I get started in the morning, then when I come home, I'm like, man, I really want something else. I'm like, I don't want to work. Mm-hmm. And the crock pot's already ready. Right. I'll just have the stew. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's it for me. He's a really good coach trailer is he's helping dc and i we're starting our fourth week doing the calorie counting that he's done that that it's yeah and it's not a special done. plan it's literally just look at how many calories are in your food and dc's down like 16 you know. 17 um from this diet yeah from the we started south beach and then we stopped that and then we started doing this so yeah it's it's going well i'm down 16 i'm You're, down 12 whoop whoop so I mean, works. it's just crazy. Like, that's the the key is not to start giving f- stupid facts on the podcast for it or whatever. But you know, that's the, but it's crazy when you start looking at that shit. You could eat nine pounds of 
you know, sauteed vegetables or two cookies. You know, yeah. it's like you you or really start to see the shit that yeah. you know you didn't know really. It's really more about quantity than quality when it comes to the diet because you just want to like get filled up. Yeah. Basically, yeah, you know what I mean. All right, I'll move on to the things I'm digging right now. Penny and I are working our way through the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I picked up a couple box sets, Phase 1 and Phase 2, and then I've been slowly collecting Phase 3. And the last movie, well, there's six movies in each phase. And I'm not going to go through them, obviously. But the most recent one that ends Phase 3 is Black Panther. Now, Avengers Infinity War comes out in about three weeks, and that'll be the start of Phase 4 for Marvel. But um, we're working our way through. Um, I believe we're on Thor now. We've you know we've gone through a couple Iron Mans, yeah. and Thor literally is one of my favorite Marvel Universe movies. Just introduces him, and it's great. The first one, yeah, yeah. The, the first was, I thought they Thor. did a great yeah, job. It was really good. So we're on that one now. We're kind of slowly making our way, way through. We like you know watch one over a couple of days. And we went and saw Black Panther in the theater. Um, I was talking with Trailer about this earlier. Just. I mean, we understand it's a good film. He hasn't seen it yet, but he just doesn't quite understand why it's just blown up like it has. I mean, I don't know, you know, what it is. The fact that maybe it was probably the most diverse Marvel movie that's come out so far. It's like, you know, and these Marvel movies now are being made by, you know, good directors. I mean, that have done other films. Like, right. you know, Black Panther was directed by the guy who did Creed. Yeah. And I believe he did Fruitvale Station as well. And um, those were both really good dramatic movies, which starred Michael B. Jordan, by the way, who plays yeah. Eric Killmonger in Black Panther. So, yeah, the Marvel Universe, I think, since they started this plan in 2008, they've come a long way. And what else? There was one other thing that I'm digging. You know, I was liking Godless. Oh, things I'm not digging. Things that I want to bury, I guess we'll call that. We were watching Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines last night. <laughs> oh, my God. And that movie is With the dude from Carnival. Dripping, yes. dripping with cheese. It's oh, just my God. so bad. Yeah. You know, they take the one-liners from Terminator 1 and 2 and just, I don't know. But, man, but, if Claire Danes didn't give that fucking movie her all. Yeah, she acted her ass off. <laughs> it's still stupid. It's still garbage. But I did read today, this might be old news, but... Um, well, not that old of news, but James Cameron is producing a new Terminator film with Tim Miller, the guy who directed Deadpool 1, and um, they're doing a new Terminator starring Schwarzenegger, but they pushed it back because of that heart surgery he just yeah. had. But November of 2019, we'll see a new Terminator. So if Cameron's involved, maybe it'll be okay, because the other ones... There was... After two, they've just sucked. Well, and there was... I mean, obviously, you could... You could have an entire episode about what was wrong with Terminator Three, but if I had to salvation, su- and, but if anyway. I had to, but if I had to sum up Rise of the Machines in one sentence, the biggest problem with it is the entire movie means nothing. Yeah, because at the end there's the war anyway. Right. That's what and it so says. there's no reason for anything in the movie to have the even happened. The war is inevitable. Because it didn't actually change anything. So what was the point of watching it. it? Or what was the point of them surviving in an underground bunker? Yeah. How did that? Maybe see, they're like the new Adam and Eve. Maybe they're the <laughs> ones who are driving the human race underground. And see, I'm going to go ahead and Maybe. I'm going to go ahead and stick my neck out for Terminator Salvation and say this. I thought that the idea 
of Terminator Salvation could have been really good. But Mick G directed But they completely dropped the ball and it, it seemed like there was no prep work. Like they went, you know, it'd be cool if we did this. And then they just did it on the fly while they were filming it. Cause there's like, it's like three different movies and they could never decide what movie they want to be. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. You know, yeah. but, and it's sad because I hate that because even more than shitty movies, what pisses me off are poorly executed movies that have really good premise. That pisses me off. And I thought Terminator Salvation was kind of like that because I was like, they got fucking, you know, they got Batman. Christian Bale. They got Christian Bale. They've got um, Sam Worthington. Sam, yeah. worth the shit anyway. But I'm yeah. like, they could have done a great job doing this. And then they just, and there were a couple sequences, like the whole helicopter crash at the, when you first meet John Connor at the beginning. Yeah, that opening sequence like, was this cool. This is badass. And but then, then the, the giant Terminator. That's the end of that. It's like they're in a gas station and they don't hear this fucking, you know, know. kaiju or. Uh, right. And I was like, okay, so now it's Pacific Rim. Oh, wait. And Tron motorcycles are chasing them. Like, what the hell am I watching? Oh, I like those Terminator bikes. <laughs> you know? yeah. There were some cool ideas in that film, but Mick G just didn't execute it, was, it to direct. It was basically exactly what Mick G makes is it's two hours. Music videos. It's, it's two hours of like four, three minute action sequences that are awesome. Right. But you got to sit through two hours of shit. Hence Charlie's Angels. Well, The Babysitter, that Netflix movie, The Babysitter was fucking trash. (laughs) Yeah. It was so cheese, man. We couldn't watch it. It was horrible. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, so moving on to today's theme is Friday the 13th. So um, I'm going to give some little facts about Friday the 13th and a little bit of, you know, stuff about Friday the 13th. And then we're all going to share... a scary story, maybe not necessarily associated with 13 or that day, but uh, we'll go around the table and do that. But first, uh, let me read you a little bit about Friday the 13th, some facts. U.S. Army Captain William Fowler founded the 13th Club, which is 13 men gathered in New York to prove superstitions wrong. And this, the, when they did this was January 13th of 1881. And the club did things as walk under ladders and break mirrors to try to see so basically if superstition just, existed. It's a club that tempts fate, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and, of course, they came to no conclusion. Now, another fact about the number 13, according to numerology, 13 is out of place, doesn't belong with the other numbers. They call it a pod. Like the number 12 is complete, but when you get to 13, it just it doesn't belong. Now, they actually have a Latin term for the fear of Friday the 13th, which is Parascovide Catriophobia, and that affects over 21 million Americans. And now, that's the fear of literally Friday the 13th. Correct. Friday itself is considered an unlucky day. Dating back to Roman times, Friday was execution day. So, yeah, that's pretty unlucky. Most cities don't have a 13th street, and of course, no 13th floor on buildings and not, you know, marked in elevators. You know, there might be a 13th floor, but they don't mark it. Right. It'll say it'll go 12 to 14. Right. Yeah. It is also believed that if you have 13 letters in your name, you have the devil's luck. Jack the Ripper, his name had 13 letters. Theodore Bundy had 13 letters. Charles Manson had 13 letters in his name, as well as our friend Jeffrey Dahmer 
Ted 13 is not really our friend. Uh, let me jump in for just one sec. I totally forgot to mention this. In Midnighters, one of the premises of it is since it's the 13th hour of the night. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's is, cool. Um, I don't even think about that. There's this kid that's like a poly, I think it's called like a polymath or something. And it's weird because if she like take a baseball bat and hit one of these shadow creatures with it and nothing happens. But if she has a baseball bat and writes like. This isn't one, but just pretend it is like splendiferous. If it's a 13 letter word, then when she whacks the creature with the bat, it works. It's like hitting someone with the bat. So and she so, writes it on the object she's Yeah, so like with? there's this girl that like she gets all their weapons and she, she'll be like, this chain has 13 links and I've named it whatever. And so it'll be super effective wow. against there's them. There's a lot of thought in this. Topic. I know. It's like That's it's cool. neat that they put thought in it. It reminded me of that with the 13. I have 13 letters in my name. Uh-oh. Were you born Don't at midnight? Don't kill me in the middle of the night, please. I'm going to kill you all. Were you born at midnight? If yes, you're good. Yeah. If not, you're no, going to kill us. I was not. In 2010, a 13-year-old boy was struck by lightning at 1313, which Whoa. is, you know, 113. And he survived with a small burn. Now, in 1521, the Aztec Empire came to an end when Spanish conquistadors took over the city and renamed it Mexico City. Since so many people refused to work on Friday the 13th or travel on Friday the 13th, the world loses $900 million every time this day comes around. So it's affecting like world commerce and everything. Friday the 13th birthdays. Castro, Alfred Hitchcock... Ooh. And also Nathan Forrest, one of the founding members of the KKK. Okay. Now, on November 13th, which happens to be my birthday, this was in 1970. Worst natural disaster in history. 500,000 people were killed in Bangladesh by a tropical cyclone called Bola. Another little fact Tupac died on Friday the 13th, suffering from the wounds he received two weeks before that. Or did he? Or did he? All righty. That ends my little fact. Fun fact. So, who would like to start the little scary stories? Well, not little scary stories. You know what I mean. Who would like to go first and talk about it? I'll do one. It wasn't a Friday the 13th, but it definitely fits with the theme. So... Many years ago, when, and I don't think this is giving away any privacy, we all know that we're in the Arizona area, like the Phoenix, Jesus, Phoenix metro area. But many years ago, me and my wife and Penny and mine and Penny's mom, right when British Airways started doing flights from um, Phoenix to London, obviously when they first opened, they were doing a super cheap special. And so the four of us decided that we were going to take a vacation and went to Europe. And we were in Scotland and went on a... Uh, were you with us on this one? I don't remember. Maybe Penny might not have been with no, us I on this No, I was there. I think we, she was. we toured the Greyfriar Bobby Grave. Yes. And then we got locked in a crypt. Yes. So we were in Scotland and we go on a ghost tour where they, you know, the drama kids walk you around and scare the crap out of you and tell you stories and you walk through graveyards and all that good stuff and... We go in a crypt and they lock us in a crypt and we're in the back and it is literally an underground crypt and the um, it had rained. And so the water is leaking from the, you know, from the ground into the underground area. And I'm standing in the back of the crypt because my first thought was, 
I'm not going to be a bitch and get scared. So I'm going to make sure there's no one behind me. Right. So that I can act like I'm not scared, even though I kind of am. And so I'm doing that. And uh, a drop of freezing ice cold water falls from the ceiling because we're underground again. Right down my shirt. (laughs) Ice cold drop of water down my back. And I literally thought I was going to shit myself. I was so scared. (laughs) Because I was just like, oh my God, what do I do? And it's weird because I've been scared before. I have never actually been so scared that I froze. And I actually froze. It was (laughs) the first and only time in my life that I was completely frozen for like about three seconds. I had no idea what to do. So that's mine. That was kind of an interesting experience, though. It has like a paranormal twist to it, though, right? Like, yeah. We were locked in this super dark, damp crypt. We're with some strangers. We realize that we're on like a ghost tour and that it's kind of hokey and that they're probably setting us up to be a little scared, right? But at the same time as we're like all locked in there, we're all feeling very, very scared anyway. Like uncomfortable, I guess, would be the feeling. Like there is something wasn't quite right. And then we get locked in. And as we're locked in, mom started having something weird happen. Do you remember? Her arm started going numb. And yep. she was really uncomfortable about it. And you ended up getting scratches. I had scratch scratches. on my stomach, like, or uh-huh. like on my side, yeah. Yeah, you ended up getting these scratches. And we like realized this like after the fact, but during it, when we're all locked in this crypt, they're telling really spooky stories and everyone's just kind of really quiet and uneasy and like very attentive to what the tour guide was talking about. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden um, we were in the back, so we couldn't see what was going on in the front. A guy ran up with like a monkey mask on and he shook the cage yep. or he shook the door to the crypt. Right. And so he's like, Rah! so we hear we don't see him do it. We just hear a wave of screams that go from the front and start working its way to the back. And we don't see like the monkey guy. So we just think people are, are panicking. Do you remember that? Uh huh. And I fell on my knees and I met your wife face to face on the ground. <laughs> Cause we were like, where do we go? That was very, that was, I remember that. Fun. I remember that. <laughs> now that was a good, that was a uh. good experience. I remember, like, at the time, I just liked it. And then when I look back on it later, I remember thinking, obviously, it would be hard to do that here because if something is 20 years old, we're like, put it on a historic registry. Whereas right. there, you're like, the Starbucks is built inside of a stable that was built in the 1200s. Uh-huh. Like, stuff like that. But I remember thinking, what a cool, like, if I was a drama kid in college, that would literally be the job of my dreams. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I just wander around and use my... Dr- I act like I'm scared. And I, like, over-dramatize the story. Like, I remember thinking, like, what a cool way to use your natural resources, so to speak. Right. To, like, make more people want to come and visit your mm-hmm. town and stuff like that. It was awesome. It was very cool. All right, Beast. Let's All right, about here some we go. scary shit. Rattle our bones. I didn't, ha- I didn't have anything real scary, scary in a real life moments where you were scared, upset, sad, worried, you know, things like that, that, you know, I didn't put in this because I didn't consider that to be the same. But the couple that I had is a story of when we were real little. Uh, one of the times I was most scared is my granddad at the time. We were doing like a family camp out that we do. We would do every year. 
up oh, in, yeah. up in this meadow, and uh, you know my granddad was a real good storyteller, and he starts telling these stories about it being like this ancient Indian burial ground <laughs> yeah, and whatever. Battle happened in the meadow, and then while all this is happening, my dad had snuck away from camp and went like down across the meadow from us, and was wearing like long johns top and bottom. And he had a mask on that, like, you added batteries, and so the eyes would glow. It was like this horror mask. And uh, he had taken a glow stick and had, like, broke it open and poured it, like, down his arms, down, like, his torso, and then down the legs. So then when he stepped out, and, like, literally, my granddad's telling the story, the, the ancient Indian chief, whatever, would come out on a full moon night or whatever, just like tonight. And then, like, literally, I swear to God, it was, like, right on cue, my dad walks out. And he's probably 50 yards away from us, so you didn't see any details of anything. All you saw was two glowing red eyes and these this glowing torso, basically, almost like a skeleton without ribs. Like a stick figure. Imagine, like, a glowing stick figure with red eyes, you know, in the distance. And I absolutely shit myself as a kid jumped out of my chair went running towards the <laughs> camper like i was absolutely scared to death yeah. um so that that definitely had to make the uh that was pretty awesome the list oh yeah it's it was it was how it all worked itself out with us not realizing dad wasn't there and you know not seeing a glow stick you know because it wasn't it was far from us but not that far so how the hell do we not see it glowing in this jet black meadow, you know. Because granddad was that good of a storyteller. Yeah, you we... were just fixed on him. Yeah. Um, another one is that, like I said, it's totally nothing to do with Friday the 13th or anything. Just a moment I was scared is one time we had gone up camping, you know, or whatever. And it had just, like, hunting season had just ended. And we're driving 75, 80 miles an hour, pulling a trailer and just come hit this clearing. And there must have been 200 elk right in the middle of the road. And how my car stopped without plowing into them, I, I don't know. But I, I remember I aged like 15 years in that moment where I literally <laughs> thought we were total in the car, if not dying. Um, and then another one, if you remember, when we used to have property, when we were out just chilling in the backyard and these fucking boxer dogs come charging and attacking my sister's tiny little chihuahua dog. And I had to jump out of my chair and... And I'm a strong guy. Don't get, you know, I, I, I'm, I consider myself fairly tough that I could hurt somebody if I wanted to, especially kicking the shit out of them with just a foot as hard as I can. And I was trying to kick these dogs off of my sister's dog from killing it. And I was booting the living shit out of that dog and I could not stop it. It took I think I had a Charlie horse for a week from kicking so much. You, you kicked it and you split your toenail in half. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. <clears throat> It just I literally kicked the shit out of this dog until finally it let go and ran off and and so I remember that like I remember I'm we're gonna witness a murder, you know, of a dog in front of my tiny little kids as we're just like sitting innocently in the backyard. Right. So I remember that like I wasn't scared of the dog, but I was scared like literally what was going to happen to ours with these two big bastard dogs doing that you know. So that's yeah. those are my stories from, from my scared moments. Well, we have a history in our family. Our, who was it? Our great, great grandfather or our great, great, mm-hmm. great grandfather was a it ghost was, hunter. It oh, was, yeah. hold on, granddad, great, 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 
great great grandfather and he wasn't like the ghost hunter in the sense that like he was trying to prove that they exist yep. but people would pay him to go and stay that like they would tell them oh I'm hearing these noises rattle and he would do, try to debunk it yeah he was like the the person that disproved yes I just told my son the story because he did that thing on prohibition for his school and mom was like tell him that his great great grandpa was a moonshiner yep a, moon, and I remember, a moonshiner and a ghost debunker. Well, but not only the moonshiner, but, and it gives away much, but, you know, uh, one of the, like, um, what do you call it? Not a prohibitionist, but someone that doesn't want you to have any alcohol of any kind. There's a name for it. Not a teetoler, but anyway. Right. The people that were pushing for that, one of the main people that was leading that charge to ban all alcohol of any kind forever was this, like, political leader named Carrie nation. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told my son this, I was like, either your great, great grandfather who was a moonshiner found Jesus or was just straight up gangster because he named his daughter as a moonshiner after the number one anti-alcohol person in the United States at the time. Right. So he either found Jesus and agreed at the end, or he was just straight gangster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He was very, very, uh, what is it, sarcastic. Yeah. I remember, do you remember the the saddle story with yes, him? Yes, with the, that was when With he, the witch? Oh, wait, I don't remember that one. Tell yeah, it. the story that I remember, if I'm remembering it correctly, was he was going to, disp- he was basically going to prove that this crazy woman that lived out in the woods was not a witch. And he had never met her before. Um, or anything like that. And so they re- were riding to where she was on the horseback. And about a mile from her place, he stopped and took his, I think his saddlebags, maybe his saddle, took them off and stuck them in like the root of a tree that had died. And was oh, like, if yeah. she's so great, she could tell me where my saddlebags are. Yes. And apparently when they rounded the corner, she was like standing there outside of her house. Again, they had never met. And all he did was stop his horse. And she said... Don't even get off the horse, Doc, because his name you know, was mm-hmm. Doc. She's like, don't even get off the horse, Doc. The Razorbacks are tearing up your saddlebags in that tree. And he said he turned around and rode back. And sure enough, like the wild boar had found it and were chewing on the leather and all that. And so he was like, keep your money, going home. Yeah. And I just went back home. I do remember the story that they told where he was on. He like played the fiddle. And he was driving to a town at nighttime Mm -hmm. and driving means riding his horse. Right. And it was like his closest experience to what would have been something paranormal or didn't have an explanation at the time. And he decided it was like pretty late and he was tired. So he just like tied up his horse and was going to go to sleep. And then the horse started acting really insane. And so, I can't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. He saw glowing eyes in a tree. Like, do you remember yeah. this? Yep. And so he, because of his like ghost debunking, he ended up like getting on the horse and they rode that night. And it was the horse, or the horse was like freaking out for like a good mile or two, you know, that yep. a- after like he tried to leave, but he was thinking that maybe it was like a jaguar or mountain lion or something. something. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I'll share one that I think is cool. It isn't us directly, but the story that dad told us. You've ever seen the movie Fire in the Sky? Yeah. About oh, yeah. the dude in like... Good movie, yeah. Yeah, there was a dub. The Sit Graves, the Arizona Sit Graves Forest. Right. So... What's it called? That was the Sit Graves. Sit Graves. So yeah, I heard was it this... Like sunflower or something like that? 
yes, by. Um, I thought it was up by like. Not sunflower. It's snowflake. 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 Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. It, yeah. So it's the most famous Arizona yeah. UFO story. Well, here's the the story of that, and I heard this from my my dad, and I heard it from my granddad, who were both there, and I heard it from uh, granddad's brother, our uncle. Um, but anyway, so the story was they had no idea that was happening, obviously, or whatever. I think I was like just a couple months old or something like that. But um, they were out hunting. And uh, um, Uncle Jim told us this too. But anyway, so they're out hunting. It happened to be the same weekend that this happened, but they obviously are hunting, so they had no idea that this is going on or anything had happened until they were, you know, home a couple days later and saw the newspaper, all that good stuff. But anyway, they were like five to six miles as the crow flies from wherever this happened, sitting around the campfire. And what my granddad used to like to do is, he would take a lantern or he would take a rope and throw it over a tree and then tie the lantern on it and then pull it up. So the light was way high above you. So it cast the light over like the whole camp at night. Um, and they're sitting around after hunting, you know, eating, sitting around the fire, shooting the shit, whatever. And the two lanterns that were hanging up just went off, like turned off. And so they're like, crap, the wind's blowing, whatever. And uh, they lowered the lanterns down and they had been turned off like actually turned all the way around off. And according to my granddad, who was known to exaggerate, but still according to my granddad, like you had to muscle, put some oomph into it. Like it had been like when you force screw something on as tight as you can, like you had to oomph it to turn it back on. And then they're like, that's weird, you know, whatever. And then they go back home and a week later, they're like, Oh, right on the other side of that mountain. Some dude got abducted by an alien. Right. Yeah. Huh? What do you know? (laughs) My, my story that I was going to share is um, I was going to talk about sleep paralysis. Ooh, yeah. And sleep paralysis as something that I have happened, and it hasn't happened in a long time, and I feel like the most instances that I had was when we lived in a house that had some weird things going on in it. I don't know if it was attributed to it, just saying. The South Chandler? Yes. Yeah. Was that I haven't had any in this house. Like that television? Yes. I can talk about those stories but didn't know if I should save those for a story time with Penny. But sleep paralysis is a thing that happens where your body, is, you're asleep and you wake up and your body is still asleep. So like all the parts of your brain that tell you to like sing and count and like be aware of the world around you, like those are all functioning properly. Yeah. But the parts of your brain that tell you to like get up and move and like physically do stuff are completely shut down. So you just are laying in bed and sometimes you can open your eyes. I never had it to where I was able to actually open my eyes, but I'm I'm 100% aware of of me being in a room. I'm just laying completely paralyzed in the bed. So there have been some like scientific explanations where it's saying you're kind of in like a dreaming twilight. And so the things that you experience while you're in sleep paralysis can be dreamy, be dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're technically awake. I had read somewhere that it's like, because if you're asleep and you dream you're running, you'll run. You know, if you dream you fall, you jerk asleep. And so you're, when your body thinks it's asleep, it naturally tells you, ignore the fact that your hand is moving. Your hand is not moving. Right. And so, yeah. yeah. And so when your brain wakes up but hasn't told your body yet, stop making that chemical. Right. You're screwed. But what's really strange is like, so my experience with sleep paralysis was always where I would like come to and I'd be aware of my surroundings and everything. I could hear my TV. Can't I move. could feel my sheet. 
but I would have this feeling of like impending doom. And I would feel like there was a presence either like directly at the foot of my bed or like lean down, bent over me. Right. Just like, just like hovering like around like my face and stuff. And it was always like horrifying and terrifying. And I knew that I needed to like wake up and just like get my body to move so I could wake up. And then I would feel like I was being pinned down by my sheets, like pulled like really, really tight. And I had talked to like a couple people about it and I hadn't met anyone until I met one of my, my coworkers who had the same experience with sleep paralysis. And so when I was telling her, yeah, I have this weird thing happen. And she was sharing it with saying like, I have that too. I didn't tell her what like my experience was. I had her share it with me first and it was the same story. Wake up feel like something's watching me, feel like I'm being held down, you know? So I found that interesting, right? To be like, you and I have existed in our totally different lives and we don't know each other yet. You're telling me a story that I'm living, right? And then I watched this. This was just within the last couple of years. Netflix put out a show called The Nightmare that is about sleep paralysis. Hmm. It's good. It gets a little weird because, I mean, obviously some of the people in this film, if you've seen it, are very affected by their sleep paralysis. And I think it's led to some psychosis. Right. You know, so it, it kind of gets off in this tailspin. However, with all the people that they interview that have sleep paralysis, their story is the same. They wake up. They're aware of their surroundings. Something's in the room with them. They're being held down, like that kind of thing, which I find super interesting. But if you haven't experienced sleep paralysis... It's a very horrible thing. Trailer's dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my story. Interesting. My scary Interesting. experiences with sleep paralysis. What you got? What do I got? <clears throat> well, I got a couple things. Um, you know, I believe in ghosts and I believe in all that kind of stuff. And you know, maybe a soul stuck on this side hasn't crossed over or what have you, you know, something happens with a lot of emotion and there's a lot of things yep. that occur at the time of the death or what have you. I always describe it as like, you know how if you, if you put your hand on a table right, for a long time and you walk away, somebody else can go, wow, this is warm. Like we already know that happens. Yeah. And so I'm yeah. with you. I'm like, maybe you can do something with more than just body heat. You can leave a imprint, you know, right. like whether it was happy, sad, whatever. Yeah. Well, there's like those... You know, like on the ghost shows where they talk about something that is not necessarily there and doing new things. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's going through patterns of what it used to do when it was alive. And then there's things that are just around there to fuck with you and stuff. But this one time, um, I was in the first floor of a house I used to live in. And there was a like a kid's blow-up boat against the wall like we would use in a swimming pool. Okay. And that thing just, I was in the kitchen doing dishes and I looked across and that boat slid to its left down the side of the wall and there was no other noise. Everyone was asleep. It was just me. And so I heard that, heard that boat slide down the side of the wall because it fell over for some reason. It's been standing up for fucking days, but just decides to fall over. And then as I'm standing there, like saying like, what the fuck is going on? You know? And then the blinds move on the window that's closest to it. And then the blinds move on the sliding glass door that's next to me. And literally, no bullshit, I feel 
this cold fucking wind like go through me literally and i have fucking goosebumps all over my arms my neck and this is no bullshit and like i just felt like this cold breeze just go through me and and i literally felt a little bit lightheaded and like what just happened and then i'm looking at my skin and my arms and everything and there's goosebumps all over them and i don't really get goosebumps you know goose flesh so that was one thing that kind of freaked me out. I stood there for probably three minutes after that happened and just was like in shock. What like, do I do? What yeah. just happened? And then the other time, um, in that same kitchen area, I had taken a picture of my son for Halloween because he had this Grim Reaper type costume and it had red glowing eyes. So I wanted to get a shot of it before we went trick-or-treating. And I took this picture and, you know, I just thought it was a picture of him you know for halloween cool put it on facebook whatever and later on i looked at it and i realized that there was this shadow of a small child to his left and the only light in the house was coming from the tv and so there was no kind of shadow that could have projected where this form was and so i have there's some photographic evidence of something that was in that house. Maybe it was the same thing that went through me. Who knows? Maybe it was something taken the form of a child. You know, I don't know. But those are like two coincidences that just kind of freaked me out a little Spooky, bit. Spooky, scary. All right, I got yeah. two more quick ones, and then I'll wrap up. I want to end on like a, a Have you gone yet? good yep. one. You've gone? Okay. <clears throat> so one was our grandma, the... the uh, Ghostbusters daughter. Um, she was old school, obviously, born in, you know, the teens or the even before that, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, her dreams. <clears throat> but um back when televisions were furniture, backstory, uh, she had a TV that stopped working and she literally they just took the electronics out of the TV and she put a curtain over the front of it and used it as like a dresser to like set shit on. And a big console TV. And me and my cousin would like it was angled against the corner of the wall, and there's no TV in it, just a curtain, you know, with like vase or whatever on the top. And me and my cousin who lived there, whenever we'd go there, we would go like behind the TV, and you had like a little stage almost. You could play with Star Wars guys. You could whatever you wanted to. And she also said that her house that she lived in was haunted mm-hmm. from a guy that died there from a heart attack at once. And and to this day, I want to think I remember it, but I honestly am at the point now to where I don't know if this actually happened or if it's just in my head and I made it. Like, I Real think it's a memory. Yeah. I don't know if it's a memory or not, but I think I remember playing in the thing and I remember hearing footsteps and I could only see the shadow from the other side of the curtain, but it looked like someone had walked over and was just standing in front of the thing on the other side of the curtain. And I sat there for a minute and then I went, Grandma? And then the footprints went to walk away to the left as I heard my grandma in the kitchen to the right go, yeah? And I was just like, what just happened? <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. So, and then the other one I'll end, which is kind of on a good note. It starts a little sad. I got to warn my brother and sister here. It starts a little bit sad here. But... um. <clears throat> One year on New Year's Eve, I don't know if you remember when we had the balloons and we were writing the messages and sending them up for our dad who had passed away. And 
my son broke my heart, like wrote on this thing, like, Grandpa, I miss you, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, can you just give me a sign or something along those lines? And I remember it made me so sad. I was like, tears in my eyes and all that. So, like, the next day, I'm sitting at home, and my dad, when I was little, painted a, a Mickey Mouse on the wall in my bedroom. And then when they tore our house down, we actually cut that section of the wall out, and I hung it up in my bedroom. It's super heavy. And I re remember I was just thinking about that, like, the next day, and I just stopped for a minute, and I just thought to myself, and I'm like, yeah, just, I want, I want one, too. You know, like, I was thinking about that, and I was like, I want to I wanna know that you're okay, and I especially want to know what I can do for my son. Within a minute of me thinking that, I hear this crash, and in my bedroom, the bolts that were holding that painting that my dad made to the wall came out of the wall, and it fell straight down, boom, and if you go to my house now, it's still not hung up. There's still holes in the wall. I left it there, so that thing fell down that my dad had painted for me, and when I went over there to like start cleaning stuff up, like right behind my bed, under my bed was the box. And I was like, what the hell? And I pulled it out and I remember putting it there and it was after we had started cleaning out all my dad's stuff at one point and it was a box of all of his old drumsticks. And so I just took one of them and I just went into Aiden's room and I'm like, I told him what happened. I said, I think grandpa wants you to have this drumstick. And so he hung it up above his bed and he's never Aww. had any issues like since then. Yeah. Like thinking about it or th is it real? Because I was like, I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. And that gra grandpa's painting fell down the wall to show me where his drumsticks were because I forgot where I put them. And so I could give you one. And so that's my like, I definitely, I don't care what anybody else says. I definitely think that was real. Yeah. And, but it was a good story, not a scary story. Right. Yeah. You know? So are we getting weird now? I think we should do a little... News of the weird, maybe? News of the weird. Not necessarily beard or weird, unless they happen to have a beard in the weird news, but weird news. Here we go. The last time I heard about a beard in a weird news story was when the guy wanted a lawnmower, and so they made him shave his beard and eat it. What the fuck? Yeah, you what? never heard that story? No. Yeah, they got into a dispute about a lawnmower. Who's they? Uh, some guys in some hillbilly town. And uh, they got into a fight, and they made him eat his. One of the guys made him eat his beard. <laughs> like it, it was wow, this, the shaving is already shameful enough. All right, to eat that shit. Yeah, uh, I have two. I'll only do one, and then I'll do the second one when we go around. But do you guys want to hear the one that has to do with thievery, or the one that has to do with food? Food, because I'm hungry. Okay, this is a weird one. <clears throat> this happened on March 22nd of this year. <clears throat> so just a few weeks ago. Eastern Michigan University student Andrew, who didn't give a last name, 22 years old, wasn't making any kind of statement or protesting any government action or lack thereof on March 12th, when he actually got arrested, when he filled a pothole in Trenton, Michigan, with a whole box of Lucky Charms and a gallon of milk. Andrew then lay on his belly on the road with a spoon and ate the cereal out of the pothole. Oh, God. I don't know gross. where the inspiration came from, but when it hit me, I knew it was a good idea, Andrew told the news. It tasted great. If I was blindfolded, I wouldn't have known if it was a pothole or a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and all I have to lying. say to that is, ladies and gentlemen, 
That is what living in Michigan does to you. Anything is a bull if you use your imagination. <laughs> Although I do hear that Michigan has some very terrible roads and that they're not very maintained. So maybe yes. even though he's saying it wasn't, maybe it was just to prove I could pour a gallon of milk and a box of, and lucky, a box charms. of lucky charms in a hole in the ground that we're driving on. And it still won't spill over the side. <laughs> right. So it's probably safer than the drinking water. That's probably. True. Yes. That's a good one. Um, could be the same city where the dude ate his beard. <laughs> but in Youngstown, Ohio, apparently they're having trouble with zombie raccoons. Ooh, Ooh. tell me more. Uh, police in Ohio have received more than a dozen calls about masked intruders sauntering into residents' property in broad daylight. Masked intruders. <laughs> it's raccoons. <laughs> they're standing on their hind legs, which I've never seen a raccoon do before. <laughs> And he would all show his teeth, and then he'd fall over backwards and go into a comatose state. Then he would come out of it, walk around for a minute, and then do the same thing again. Get on his feet, show his teeth, and then fall over backwards. That sounds like me after a night of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. For sure. Just stand up, show my teeth, and fall back fall down. Fall back down. Yeah. Stand up and snarl and fall <laughs> down again. And then just, you know, when your interest is peaked and all that, and like literally newsreels are mentioning zombie raccoons. The uh, animal control comes out and says it's just distemper. Oh. So. What's a stemper? Distemper. Oh. The disease that your dog will get if you take it to the park without shots. Is and that- raccoons. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of somebody, somebody. Aren't they rebooting uh, like the Twilight Zone? Isn't I'd, uh, I'd watch Zombievers isn't part Peel, two. Jordan Peele rebooting that or something like that. This would be a good episode. Zombie raccoons. Yeah. And if I want to tell about your story that you wrote. Dear Jesus (laughs) God. (laughs) All right. Tell you about a story. Mike, your butthole. What story are you referring to? You wrote a story that would be a great episode of A Twilight Zone. He wrote this story and I read it one time. It's like a short story. Sniper one. It's about something totally different. But there's this very brief thing that is like mentioned you know, in the story where it's like somebody's like remembering an incident that happened and it had to do with all of these kids that got kidnapped and no one could find them. And so the whole town was looking for them and then they all returned one day, but all of them were missing like their left front tooth. And that was it. And nobody knows why. No. And so he he was going to work on a story that was like dedicated to the tooth. Yeah. It was my first attempt at a flashback story to write something in present time to flashback. And so it was a sniper that was perched on this roof in the rain on the top of this building. And he was remembering something, a case at father. His father was like a sheriff in a small town. And he was telling him about this case and it involved missing children. And that was one of the things. Yeah, so. I want to hear more about that. I like, anyway. your, I like your dream about the video game you played, though. That's yeah. A, oh, yeah. a badass story. Or Mr. Friendly. That was a good one, too. Mr. Friendly is probably my favorite weirdness of all time if you want to hear about mr friendly or my fever dreams i'm writing this down yes cross promotion check check out the penny and the beard podcast because uh i I do story time with penny where i tell uh, i actually do it on my snapchat so you can follow whisker finger it's all one word or look up penny three beers for snapchat and i'll do a poll where you can decide what story I tell next. Nice. Anyway. It's a good Snapchat. It's not as good as mine, but it's entertaining. Yeah. I need to start beefing it up more. I don't really have a weird news story to reference, but I do find something weird about the news. Does that count? What's that? Sure. 
Well, I'm watching the whole watching or reading like everything that's going on with like that Cambridge Analytica, mm-hmm. right? And Facebook and like it didn't really steal data. It wasn't really like a data breach, right? Because people just are giving it away anyway. Didn't You're agreeing to it. Right. Yeah. But does anybody find anything weird about that story? And like right now they want to like crucify Mark Zuckerberg, right? Right. Everyone wants to burn Facebook to the ground because they... Everybody wants to burn Facebook to the ground because they agreed to an agreement that they no longer want to agree to. Right. So everyone's like hating Facebook and they're all like making it a point to delete Facebook and stuff. Here's what I find weird. Equifax is still a thriving business, right? That was like a hack. So you Mm -hmm. think they're wrong at the mad people, at the wrong people. I don't understand why people are so mad at Facebook. Or even if they're not mad at the wrong people, they should be mad at both of All the political shit and everybody and like that it's i guarantee that's why because facebook is the hottest thing now yeah for everyone to just all fucking talk shit trump and and you don't know like it literally it's lost its facebook has lost its thing of like just people getting in touch that don't live near each other anymore and a way to interact to like literally even people i like and I'm really close friends with, I swear to God, every fucking post that they have yep. is some political bullshit. bullshit, like talking shit, rather than just, you know, to each of their own, have your beliefs, have who you want to run government or this or that. But like literally everything is turned into just pure shit talking. And like, and I barely started fucking posting shit for the, you know, on, on Facebook. And I'm like, I'm already ready to just fucking stop. I barely look at it to be yeah, honest. Yeah. And I post Same shit like shit. last night. I think Rogue One is a great movie. I'm not going to share 47 news articles that piss me off so I can piss everybody else off too. Right, but like, what I don't understand is like... Why like, they're mad. Cause here th- we have Facebook. Like, you know you're the product of Facebook. Well, and not only that, but you you're... willingly you're mad the that, product right, of you're, Facebook when you're you mad up. At, you're mad at Facebook because they told somebody that you like this certain website, but you're not mad at Equifax for giving your fucking social security number... To like 20 million random strangers. And then making you pay to make sure that you don't get fucked in the long run exactly. for something that they fucked up themselves. Yeah. Right. Didn't you have to go to the website to see if you're on a list? Yeah, they wouldn't even tell you if you were compromised. No, they wouldn't tell if you were compromised. They directed you. Some guy set up a mirrored site, but it was the name of the URL was different to show how easy it is to direct people to like, instead of it being equifaxhelp.com, it was like equifaxhelpsyou.com. I mean, it's just something silly right, that right. he did. And to get traffic over there, he didn't do anything with it, but he was like doing an experiment to, to say, it. and fucking Equifax tweeted his link yeah. and gave out his link. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And then he's like, uh, you, you didn't even verify that this was like your correct address. And like you said, and then when they you went onto this website and then you found out if you were the one who were, the steps and the products that they offered you was a paid subscription. Yeah, they fuck owned that. They owned that paid subscription. Right. I don't I just I think yeah. that I find that very weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. It's just, it, like I said, it's just fucking retarded. Well, and I'll like, say you get this. shit on there. Like I remember on you, you you'll see a post and where people, like I said, not to get political, but they got like this political thing. And it's like, I, I saw a post where guys were like, you know, dude, we just had literally Nazis fucking walking the streets, you know, well, they have, a, they have a right to talk. We've got Antifa here pulling people out of cars, you know? And it's like, wait a minute, there's fucking Nazis walking right? the streets. Like what? We literally fought a world war over like, this. I just don't get <laughs> you know? Like, it's just so fucking 
Those parts I Angry get because we live in a bumper sticker society yeah. right now, right? Where I just want to <clears throat> shout my beliefs and my opinions at you without actually listening to yours or having a conversation. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and do this again, whether you like the show or not, whether you've even ever watched the show or not. There, I, I'll, I don't remember the name of the episode, but there's an, that show Orville, which is like the Seth MacFarlane Star Trek. Oh yeah, the like, unlike. Yes, whatever. watch that episode. I'm serious. It's our fucking world in five years. Yeah. Where everybody basically has a their version of Instagram, and it's if you do something stupid, you don't go to court. They post it online, and everybody upvotes or downvotes you. And whenever you earn, whether it's when you're 10, whether it's when you're 50, as soon as you hit a million downvotes, you're executed because you're no longer good for society. Wow. Did that show survive? Or are they making another season? Or was first it season's over. I don't know if it'll get renewed or not, but. My thing, too, I don't know if you guys ever see this. I'm sure you do on Facebook. But they have that weird thing now where the, there's an app that will just ask you random questions. And it's not like three names you go by. But it's like the, you know, my earliest childhood memory is. And then you type in your answer and it shows it and stuff like that. And this, um, I read this article where the guy who made it made it. Same thing as the Equifax guy. He wanted to prove. I made an app. And I said... It helps you like share information with your friends and blah blah blah. But it's like my first pet was this. I grew Those up. Those are all in like basic town. security it's, questions. Yes, <laughs> and then you get the um, here's the month, here's the year, here's the day. What would your superhero name be? As soon as you say I'm the you know Gina, the princess right. of whatever. Get your now I know your fucking birthday. Right. And I know your name, and I know your first pet, and I know your mom's maiden name. I'm opening up a credit card. Right. And we're, we just do it because we're so stupid. We're like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to do this and post this questionnaire. And now I'm giving random people all the shit they need to hack me. Right. It's ridiculous. I want to find out what Star Wars character I would be. Right. What my Jedi name is. Although I do have to give Facebook, Google to a certain extent, but Facebook took it to the next level. As much as I hate this, I got to give them credit. They're geniuses because if they were a magazine... They would, this would basically be their business plan. You write the article for me. I post it in my magazine and then you buy the magazine from me. Right. That's literally what they're doing. Right. We are making the content that drives their clicks so that they collect the ad revenue. Right. And we're doing it all for them. Yep. And then we complain about fucking, I know it goes all over the place. I don't complain about fucking. But I know this could be, a, you know, this could open up into a, a political discussion. But just hear me out on the surface here. People are like, I don't want to register my firearms because I don't want the government knowing that I own a gun. The government fucking knows everything about you if you have a Facebook account. Right. Yes. So, I mean, I get that. But it's hard to take you seriously if you say that and you fucking do these questionnaires on Facebook. Right. Yes. You know, I agree. DC, you got any weird news or Actually it's a don't. wrap? It's a wrap. Wait, wait, wait. One more. <clears throat> this one's a good one. I like it. I was going to actually wrap. And then you're going to wrap. No, I'm not. Parappa. Parappa. Juan Rocha da Silva was caught in late March trying to steal five cans of deodorant from a supermarket in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Mm-hmm. His prominent tattoo might have given him away because a year ago, he was caught trying to steal a bike from these two individuals. And so the two men forcibly held him down and tattooed his forehead with the words, I am a thief and an idiot. 
Oh my God. They were caught after filming themselves inking his forehead and sending the video to friends and were sentenced to jail time. This guy who survived it is now on bail awaiting trial for shoplifting because it wasn't hard to find the guy on video when his forehead said, I am a thief and an idiot. Oh, he was my stealing Lord. Deodorant. Oh, my Lord. Wow. That's sad that that's what gets you in jail is stealing deodorant. <laughs> five cans. Why do you need five cans? Just so he doesn't have to. But then right. again, do it in six he's months. He's got a family right. to clean. <laughs> right. He just wants if to smell good. If he's stealing deodorant after trying to steal a bike in Sao Paulo, Brazil, no offense or anything, but I guarantee he was living in a slum. Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> if you steal enough, then enough time will go by of you using those deodorants that they won't remember you when you come and back. And you for come back and steal five yeah. more. No, no, I'm not the same thief and idiot that was here last, oh, that's, last yeah. week. That's a different guy. That wasn't me. I don't know. Maybe wear like a bandana next time. Yeah, a hat. <laughs> I would just get like an ink pen and like cross eyed idiot and write like awesome. <laughs> See, it clearly says on there, the I am awesome. awesome. It couldn't yeah, have been me. Couldn't have been me. Couldn't have been me. Like a little arrow, not. I am not a thief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed episode 13. And you know, yeah. this Friday the thirteenth, put on put on some Elvira. Put on some horror film on Netflix. Jason. We're gonna be getting drunk. Put on Jason. We're gonna be swimming We're gonna be in getting Nelson's drunk house and drowning. Drinking. That's right. No GTA though. So that's what Saturday's for. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Appreciate you being here. Love you. We're gonna end this one. Everybody's gonna say goodbye to you. Later. No, I'm not not saying goodbye. Oh, fucking trailer, man! (laughs) Trailer's ass said hello and goodbye this episode. That was trailer's ass ass. saying, "I gotta take a shit." See you later. Wow. Later, guys. See you on the next one. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is? Are you lightheaded from squeezing that out? The diet, dude. It's the diet. Oh my god! So <laughs> Don't breathe with your mouth. Oh Go taste it. I haven't been hit yet, but I'm trying it's really hard not to. And, dirty. <laughs> and, we're, st- and we're still recording, by the way, so this will <laughs> definitely be somewhere. Oh! <laughs> Why does it smell like you're wearing pantyhose? <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? Oh, if you never grew up in a house. With pantyhose farts. And you'll never know what I'm talking about. You're not living until that happens. You're never living until you smell a pantyhose fart.